When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Talking City podcast by the Manchester Evening News. Today we are joined by Simon Baikowski. Hello. And Ian Cheeseman. You alright? How are we doing guys? Not bad. Good. Who are you by the way? You don't introduce yourself. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm the guy that you give me a shout out twice to in the <laughs> Talking City podcast. Much deserved as yeah, well. You yeah, shouldn't be you. anonymous. Be thank proud. You know, it's a... Uh, I was, I was, uh, this I was, is Ash, I was by very, the way. He's not going to tell you. He's is blushing it? now as well. <laughs> I, was, I was very, I was very happy when you gave me that shout. I was like, yeah. there it is. But it was a good evening, wasn't it? It was the, very good. At the football museum, US jumped in to save the day after James Cooper had some stranded issues. in Paris. Yeah, yeah. It was a for his sins. He then had to do a sort of a, a whole day outside Old Trafford this week. So yeah. that was a double punishment, double yeah. punishment for him. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. I mean, the feedback I got from the the City fans who are in the audience was, come on, we want more of these. Um, you know, so I, I hope it's something that we can do more often. Uh, I certainly love doing it. And um, I'm sure that Simon and Stuart, away from the normal, sitting there at a, you know, doing this on a computer, actually met people, you know, and talked it's, about the game. And it, it, it has already been talked about, actually, that we'll be, do, we'll be doing one in next year again, so it's... Good. Good. One to look forward to. Good. Breaking news that Ash just yeah, yeah. scooped. Just, uh, just, uh, just throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. That could be any time. Yeah. Something Christmas. I've heard, I will, Exclusive. I will reveal my, my sources. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so moving on to City, back to winning ways after losing in that league game to Chelsea sign of champions that how you respond after defeat which Liverpool haven't had to do yet but should do at some stage how would you how are you looking to it now with three league games in the next what was it five six days before that Liverpool game yeah well the, the Everton game was a tough one really because you look at them and you think well they've, they've had a not bad record against City down the years a uh, bit of a hoodoo team almost they drew their last season and I actually think Everton are a very good side uh, and I was a little bit worried about that game especially with the injuries that City have had to deal with uh, perhaps you know David Silva I don't, I don't think the City fans for any second underestimate his value but uh, sometimes it's, it's overlooked how significant his absence is um, obviously we've started to see Kevin De Bruyne's return I think he made a cameo in that game and then obviously played at Leicester so it's good to see him back but you can't underestimate Kevin De Bruyne being absent um, sorry and David Silva and I think um, City have done well to get through this period with the injuries and, and play so well because there were little moments in the Everton game if we're being honest when they had a couple of chances particularly early on in the game if they'd have scored one of those goals it, it might because the first goal in a, a game is always the most important one it might have been different in the end it, it looks like a fairly comfortable victory and certainly as the game went along it became a comfortable victory but I still believe that early on in that game it was a little bit anxious um, and, and City you know did well to dig in 
and not winning the perhaps with the quite the free flowing stylish football and they're used to winning with because all the pieces weren't there but they still did enough and we know they've got individuals and quality throughout the, the side and and the cynics will look and say well you should have you know spent more money than anybody else and all that but it isn't just about how much you spend it's about having the the right pieces and the great thing about Pep is that and, it, and it's reflected all the way through in the club is that you know you've got uh, individual players who can slot in quite easily you're never having to put a square peg in a round hole uh, everybody knows how the, the system works so it, it's not a problem and we saw in midweek against Leicester and John Stones was singled out by Pep today at the press conference for praise he was playing in a defensive midfield role in the absence of Fernandinho and and you think well that shows that the players understand fully what their role is because Stones is uh, you know ostensibly a central defender we've seen him play at right back we've play, seen him play in that holding midfield role it's very different you look at the way Fernandinho plays and the way he receives the ball out from Edison or Murich as it was the other night and the way he's aware of everything around him central defenders generally don't have to think that way they only have to most of the time look at the players that they're facing um, so the fact that they all understand each other's roles and can all slot in is very augurs really well but I still think once it comes to the really big games like Liverpool on January the 3rd you'd hope that by then Silva maybe even Mendy I don't know where he's up to exactly Kevin De Bruyne is back to his absolute best Bernardo Silva's back you know rested and Fernandinho doesn't pick up an injury because you need all those players and Aguero right on blob as well for, for that game so I don't know where, where I was going with that really because I started by just answering <laughs> yeah. the other question but you, you know what I'm saying injuries yeah, yeah. injuries City are not at their strongest at the minute and because of injuries basically you've got you've got three games City and Liverpool both have, both have three games each up until that January 3rd game City have Palace Leicester Southampton Liverpool have Wolves tonight Newcastle and Arsenal you're looking at that Liverpool have a one point lead that could easily be that could easily flip over and you, as you were saying about City's versatility with their players would you suggest that Liverpool that City do have a better have a squad that is more suited to adapt into so I mean if Fernandinho has to go out you can maybe stick stones in that position maybe bring out Mendy back into central defence you've got you do feel like as if City are more well rounded to cope with having to put players in different positions yeah yeah they do Um, and City have certainly been less fortunate than Liverpool with injuries but I think it's hard to kind of measure it in that way in the sense that Liverpool are doing something that we've not seen from them before and you know you'd expect that Wolves Newcastle Wolves away Newcastle Arsenal yeah they might well drop points and by the um, time people hear those, this by the time people hear yeah, this Wolves game they may well have done I, you know I'll be, re- I'll be really impressed if Liverpool beat Wolves at Molyneux because City couldn't and United couldn't beat them at home and you know there's a number of big teams Arsenal drew at the Emirates and were pretty lucky to do so and Chelsea as well yeah, so Wolves have done have done really well, um, and it's a game that in previous seasons you might expect Liverpool to slip up in. But this seems like a different Liverpool beast. I still think City have the advantage in the title race purely because of that January third game, because um, City have you know all of their games left at home. And as Ian raised the other week, I think if City win all their games for the rest of the season, then then they win the title. But they've got all the big teams away 
away from home out the way and so as much as it's kind of not geared around to that one big game it it is in a lot of ways um, and that's why I think as you were saying that City just need to get through this Christmas period with results but with that game in mind so that they can put out their strongest team possible because you know if they drop if they beat Liverpool at home on January the 3rd they can even maybe afford to drop points in the games preceding it and still be above Liverpool by the end of that day yeah and um, Jurgen Klopp did say in his press comments before Wolves that he doesn't want to believe that it's just they're the only competitors for C for the league. Do you would would you agree with that? Would you do you think no. do you two guys think it's a two horse race <laughs> or do you think there's more teams included? There's got to be a two horse race, yeah. but he's, he can't he can't say that it's a two horse race because otherwise, you know, all kinds of reports will go out of him damning other teams and you know disrespecting you think, Tottenham. And you think surely he could just say that? Yeah, it, it's looking like it's just. City and Liverpool. I mean, no, you've got to show. Managers have said a lot more. Stu- you've like, got to show more. Things. You've got to show the utmost respects. And uh, you know, you saw how upset Mauricio Pochettino got from Guardiola calling them the Harry Kane team. So, yeah. if someone was to say, you know, Spurs aren't in the title race, he might get. It's funny very though, upset. because we've just come back from the press conferences. We're sitting here recording this, and Simon said to me, "That was a pretty boring press conference." Wasn't no, it? I did not. not. Quite those words. <laughs> no. What were the words you used then? Uh, terrible. Um, <laughs> Is that not what I'm saying? Really, what he said? No. Uh, well, yeah. Guardiola was in no mood for answering questions. It's a good one for for those for those people who say journalists never ask any interesting questions, never ask him any football questions because he got asked a lot of questions and a lot of football questions and he wouldn't answer any of them. So, so my point really is not having a go at you, Simon, because I would never do that. <laughs> but the fact and 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 I get what you say because I sat through and witnessed it as well. Um, it wasn't there wasn't any spark in it. There wasn't any lines. You know, people's you know like you revealed Ash that there's going to be a another Talking City Live next year. That was an exclusive. Possibly. You revealed it. You revealed it. <laughs> Riding you know, back new, on it now. It new information, especially brought to this uh, to this table today. <laughs> the difference is Pep didn't do that. Now. On the one hand, was saying, you, you know, you started this by asking about Klopp and whether or not he should answer honest, honestly. You were inferring about the two-horse race, and Simon quite rightly saying he was. It's like a diplomatic PR correct answer that doesn't offend anybody. That's where we are in the world, isn't it? People don't want to do it. Mourinho comes out with a statement a few weeks ago. We'll be in the top four by Christmas. He was being honest. He was yeah. being passionate. He was. He was actually giving us as journalists a line, and now. He gets damned for it because he said it and he actually gave an opinion. Whereas if it had said at the time something along the lines of, um, well, we'll do our best to try and get in the top four by Christmas, everybody would have gone... <laughs> yeah, and in fairness, there was a lot of other things Mourinho said <laughs> yes, as well. Yes, yeah. Like, but, yeah. Probably but, but Klopp, for instance, this week said that, um, you know, City don't have any weaknesses, which, you know, as Guardiola corrected him today, clearly they do. I mean, otherwise they, they wouldn't have dropped points. They'd be perfect. They wouldn't have lost any games. Um, but if Klopp had come out and said, yeah, they've got weaknesses. Yeah, we're looking forward to... That's what it's all about. That would have get, been, get the mind games out. Where, where, where are the mind games well, it, well, it's mind games saying that they've got no weaknesses because that puts the pressure yeah, back I on suppose, City and yeah. says that they yeah. should be leading the race. Um, so, you know, you, you can still have 
have respect and play mind games. Yeah. Um, Neil Warnock's done a different type of mind game today, hasn't he? You know, they play United over the weekend. And I know this is a, a City podcast, but I'm just using it to illustrate the, the point. Neil Warnock says, oh, United are expected to win their first five games yeah. under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Well, his team play him tomorrow. And yet he's quite happy to sit there and go, they'll probably will win the next five games. You can't tell me that Neil Warnock inside... Neil Warnock thinking, would love nothing more... Correct. To beat him <laughs> Correct. But, but he's playing a psychological game. All the pressure is on United. They're expected to win. So that's what Klopp's doing when he says City have no weaknesses. And when Pep replies, yes, we have, but doesn't tell you what they are, he's playing the game back. And that's what it is. It's it's a it's different than it used to be in the old days when I don't know it was uh, it was Ron Atkinson and Joe Royal or something, and and they were far more wearing the heart on the sleeve or the Kevin Keegan era when he would say all sorts of things that that people would love and find charismatic and interesting. Now everybody's a lot more generally a lot yeah. more cautious, and and when they do say something, it's it's even though it might look like it's off the cuff, it's often premeditated, isn't it? And they know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to go back to your original point, Jurgen Klopp isn't saying that Chelsea don't have any weaknesses or Tottenham don't have any weaknesses because if he was, then it'd be more than a two-horse race, but it's not. That's why Klopp gets asked about Pep every week. Pep gets asked about Klopp. That's very, very true. It's a good point, Si. And what was... Thanks. In terms of... <laughs> He's made one at last. Yes. <laughs> in terms of press conferences... Yeah. Um, Pep came out was I think it was last week when he said City aren't going to sign anyone in the transfer window. Yes. Do you agree with? Do you agree that City shouldn't buy, or would you think? Would you believe that for, for starters? Um, would you be surprised if City do, don't buy someone? I would be surprised if City do buy someone. Really? In the January window, yeah. Um, I think. Well, <laughs> all the the information we've had is that. They, uh, they won't be doing. This time last year, obviously they were looking at Alexis Sanchez. They tried to buy Riyad Mahrez. And then you kind of got the sense that the transfer windows as we know them were sort of going out, going out the window almost. Because for a long time, um, well-run clubs would do all their business in summer. And then January was kind of like a panic. You kind of, something's gone wrong and you end up with Wilfred Boney, that kind of thing. Um, whereas the suggestion last year was that these prices were going so far out the window that it was just like buy these players when you can um, but we've rode back a bit and City didn't spend money on Fred last January when they maybe could have done um, they didn't go wild in summer when they missed out on Jorginho they could have you know they were being linked with every player under the sun and they stayed out of it so I think we're moving back towards kind of summer being the main yeah. the main thrust and I, I sense that the, there is um, a budgetary restriction which might sound astounding to to people who just think that City have got endless money obviously the, the FFP has been much discussed recently I, I'm not really expecting any major developments uh, in a negative way on City in that despite some of the sort of scare stories that have been put around and obviously it was interesting to see that the Spiegel one of their journalists uh, admitted that he'd, he'd been you know a bit economical with the 
truth with some of his sources, etc., and has apologised for that. Um, so that that was interesting. However, a side issue. But I do do get the feeling that um, perhaps the the, the 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 spending to a certain extent has been reined in now um, because they don't want to push that FFP too far, especially when they're under such scrutiny. I think what Pep's saying is probably uh, the truth that that going out and making the type of signing that City fans might want them to make, which is Frankie de Jong or somebody like that for an awful lot of money, or a new striker to add to Aguero and uh, Jesus as two options. I don't think that, I personally don't think that type of signing is happening. Uh, But if they, for example, got an opportunity to pick up Chilwell from Leicester because of the injury problems that Mendy's had, and it was of a sort of, seems hard to believe that this is a modest fee these days, but a sort of 20, 30 million, maybe something like that could happen if that opportunity provided itself. But I don't believe that City are are aiming to spend certainly big in January. I think as well with the squad size, I mean, you look at the Leicester game midweek, when you have, when people say what happens if Fernandinho gets injured, when you've got the game like Leicester where Stones is playing in that DM role and he's putting the performance in that he has, it might make Pep think that okay well if I don't have to play for Andy this week I can put I've, Stones I've in. got to say though that it's one thing to play in a game like that against Leicester Leicester was a, were a weaker team City were a, a weaker team because of a number of youngsters and there was nothing wrong with what Stones did in that performance but you know honestly you know, I'd ask you as well, uh, Simon, and you, Ash, if you want to answer it. Do, yeah. do you, would you consider playing John Stones as a defensive midfielder against Liverpool? No. Not against Liverpool. Well, that's that's but. the most of the games that City are playing week in, week out, especially the home games. You know, you can have a couple of players missing. You can have a couple of players, as I said before. You know, round pegs in round holes. Fine, nothing wrong with Stones. It might work against Crystal Palace, yeah. but in the big, big games, no. And you've I, got to be the big and ones. I, and I think the point is with Fernandinho is when there are so many games coming up. I think you can get away with someone like John Stones playing against, for example, you've got Palace, Leicester and Southampton. Probably all, you'd, any be com- of them you'd, three. you'd be comfortable Stones playing defensive midfield against any of them three, I'd say. Yeah, Just- yeah, yeah. And, th- and that is why a January signing will impact on the Champions League chances far more than the Premier League because you can point, just yeah. throw him in Stones or whoever in for a league game whereas Champions League last 16 quarter semi you don't want to be like you don't you want Fernandinho to be playing every one of those games and I believe the rules change as well so if you sign a player from that's playing in the same competition earlier in the season they, yes. they can go straight into yeah. the squad now uh, yeah for the Champions although League although Ajax are in the last 16 yeah as well so somebody who's been knocked out is, is what you're saying because this is new information to me yeah yes. you've been knocked out of the Champions League you can go, come to City effectively well even if you haven't been knocked out of the Champions League you can right so if, if City did make a move for Frankie Dong, Young and got him he could play in the Champions League I think so yeah Not interesting that, that, that so that uh, hopefully that's for people who are listening now as much of a surprise to me it might show my ignorance of not keeping across the news but, uh, but that's might, a new one for me it might show mine of just <laughs> reading what I want into him <laughs> one thing you would be aware of though Ian would be the fact that City 
I've got Schalke in the Champions League and oh, also Brighton in the Cup. Dream draw. I was watching get... that at home in my front room and uh, and I thought, it's not going to happen. There's no way it's going to happen. Somebody done some statistical analysis. I don't know how they'd done it. And said, even though it was, a, in theory, a four-to-one chance that Atletico Madrid were odds, odds on to draw City. And I thought, I'm not going to get what I want. Uh, it's what I've wanted for a long time to play Schalke home and away. I know City played Schalke a few years ago away in the group stage of the Europa League or UEFA Cup or whatever it was at the time but now it's back to back and the first game I ever attended back in 1970 was a home game against Schalke in the European Cup Winners' Cup Um, and my mum was from there that's the reason why I have a lot of affection for Schalke I'm a City fan 100% I want City to beat Schalke but the way that I look at it is that first of all I go to visit my family when I go to the away game Um, secondly it's it's a club I go and watch quite regularly so it gives me a free hit as it were to go and watch them and the truth is as well that they were the weakest of or in my opinion the weakest of the opponents left um, that City could have drawn um, Schalke are not doing that well in the German league um, they, they look a little disorganised I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be pushovers but I would imagine that City I, I'd be very confident that City can go through over two legs but if the absolute unthinkable happened and City were to lose I'd rather they lost to Schalke than any other team on the planet. So that's my ultimate, um, uh, you know, satisfaction in that draw. It helps though, doesn't it, Sai? Because you look at City, they've got, they've also drawn Burton in the League Cup. There's two fixtures in the two fixtures with Schalke. That could very easily have been Chelsea and and, and maybe Atletico Madrid. And then yeah. that changes the pers- Correct. perspective yeah. completely, we, doesn't it? You know, we talk about a busy January, but after. Liverpool on the third I think they've got Rotherham at home on the Sunday and then Burton at home on either the Tuesday or Wednesday which is pretty massive if you if you're looking to rest rest players I'm not saying you know play the under 10s but <laughs> Guardiola's been Maybe pretty pretty adept have you seen at, the under 10s uh, Simon fantastic Very good. yeah yeah uh, <laughs> what is it like Barcelona <laughs> Barcelona at the peak is it yes yeah um but, you know, those games are are games that you can rest up. And I think City, you know, City got the best possible draw they could have in the Champions League in terms of you'd be looking at them to go through. Or, or, you know, Atletico would have been a lot harder. But also, they got a better draw than every other English club because not only were they the only English club to top their group, but that mean, meant that they couldn't play three other group runners-up because those were all English so um, so Liverpool, Tottenham and United. United qualified, yeah. Um, they did, <laughs> they did City a favour by limiting their options to, to four. So if you've got a one in four chance out of all of them, then you're always going to have a better chance than, uh, than one in seven. And it's good games like that as well. It does allow players like Eric Garcia, you might see more of him, Phil Foden, Murich as well, who was a penalty saving hero against Leicester so it, from our perspective is it gives the young younger players a chance as well in them kind of games absolutely and then another question that was asked at the press conference today was about you know being able to keep more players happy because you've got more games in more competitions 
clearly that is true um, because if if City had gone out of the League Cup very early on then there wouldn't have been the same opportunities for Eric Garcia for Phil Ford and for Murich or for Diaz who may or may not go in January that they wouldn't have had the same chances and even arguably if everybody was fit keeping Gundogan happy or you know another player who might I mean even the you know the up front you've got the, the, the situation with Sane Sterling and Mares. you've got Jesus and Aguero they've all been given lots of game time and a lot of it is because of the extra games so it has been perfect that, that City have had a run in this League Cup and the fact that they now play Burton over two legs away game at Burton's second leg and certainly 6,000 or whatever the capacity is over there and the motivation that they will have to try and beat City if they haven't given themselves a big lead in the first leg means that you can't take that for granted but in theory now City should be in the last eight of the Champions League should be in the final of the League Cup you should be I'm not being are you suggesting are you suggesting I'm not no what I'm not doing is I'm rather than just play the sort of diplomatic uh, game we're here to give proper opinions aren't we I, I was just you're sounding very positive yeah I am being positive almost like you're alluding to a possible treble I'm not alluding no, to that but no we, we're not allowed <laughs> we're not to talk we're not, well it's quadruple if you if you're talking about course, these yeah. things but we're not allowed to talk well, about be, it yeah. until what's the word for five because they've already won the, the charity shield, the shield yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't include that and, and United yeah. count that as a treble didn't they when they won that and, quintuple uh, would be it but we're, we're not one. allowed to talk about it until <laughs> March at the earliest I would say March 1st um, it's something like it's in the diary now <laughs> I, Pep mentioned it last season and I thought it was very good um, I think it's you've won the League Cup and you're in the quarters of the Champions League but, and the FA Cup and well placed in the Premier League but surely I by March it's going to be quarter final stage of the Champions League yeah so cities let's say they've knocked Schalke out yeah so they're in the quarter finals they'll be yeah. in the quarter finals yeah and then if they've beat Burton it'll be the League Cup final end of February March that's, yeah so, that's, they'll, that's, so they'll have so either won it or not so, so then you've got um, FA Cup and Premier League so yeah, yeah. In, you know, if we're there in a few months, then first of March, let's bang out the quintuple. Thing. Yeah, it was uh, Kev- Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> Remind Pep about the quote yeah. that he said about. No, we will. We will. But Kevin De Bruyne stopped like after the game last Saturday um, at Everton to speak to us, and um, we were sort of asking him about whether he'd been missed, which he has. But again, because he's diplomatic, he will say, "Of course not." Uh, and he came out and said, "You know, we've got a." We've got a strong squad to win all all four competitions, and you sort of thought, oh well, that's kind of a nice line, but let's not let's not get into quadruple this early in the season. It's far too early to be almost, to be talking about four trophies. We've spoke for nearly half an hour, and we haven't even spoke about the fact that there's a match tomorrow against Crystal <laughs> Palace. What 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 we're we thinking, guys? I mean, let's let's get let's get straight into another one of these kind of almost prediction scenarios. Palace, you're looking at their away form. I mean, they haven't won they haven't won an away game since beating West Brom in the cup and Huddersfield in the league all the way back in September. So it's a home it's, banker, really. If you if ever if you look at all big statement. If you're looking at it, big statement. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a game that nobody should expect Crystal Palace to win. We know the Premier League is competitive draw, and anyone could beat anyone. They could get a draw, but you know, if you're talking about the three results, then you should be looking at 
at a City win. And I kind of think they've turned the corner injuries-wise as well a bit. Um, Having De Bruyne back is massive. Aguero, he's not... He didn't look great at Leicester. He was a bit rusty, but he is back. And Jesus is in form after... Um, his goals against Everton so Pep's back to having options which I think makes a big difference to this team and also with the Carabao Cup you can trust those players a bit more having come through against Leicester Wilfred Zaha is obviously key to Crystal Palace I don't know what the state of his fitness is do you know? I don't know. He missed a game recently that they won. They won at the weekend, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. first time. So, I mean, obviously if he plays, it does make a big difference. Uh, Last season, the game was on New Year's Eve away. And I must admit, we went down to that game, um, certainly when I talked to fans as well, uh, thinking, well, this could be one where, you know, away, Crystal Palace, you know, glad all over and a lot of atmosphere. Could be a tricky one for City and it proved that way and they, they only got a point. I think home is different kettle of fish uh, De Bruyne presumably will start um, so he's he's back again Aguero would imagine will start um, they will they will go with um, stronger I would imagine Bernardo Silva will be back in, in the side as well uh, maybe Sane and, and Sterling down. So, so when you say it like that you think well come on they've got to beat Crystal Palace <laughs> haven't they mm. um, so I would imagine it too but I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I never predict results as you know because so many things can happen in a game that, that changed things but you'd have to look at that one and say it should be to use Simon Barkovsky's quote a banker home game yeah you have to be careful how you say that I would, I would, I'd go along with that as well to be so, fair somebody told me at the, the press conference today that if Crystal Palace win it will be the first time they have won away at Man City since the last time the, <laughs> that's a good uh, statement <laughs> since the last time the fixture was played on December the 22nd. Ooh. Wow. Care to guess a year? Uh, 78. 73? I think it was 90. 1990. Oh, that, recently. that recently, yeah. But still 30 years ago. Mm. So that's... That history is against Crystal Palace tomorrow. It's fair to say if City lose tomorrow, then this last pass getting cropped out and we'll have, we'll have, we'll have maybe five minutes shorter. So anyone who's heard this... <laughs> You might want to record it because we won't be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, it was great to have you guys on again today. It was. We're going to have a bit of a Christmas break now. So oh, I, might, I might not see you. Any we're not you. doing another one till after Christmas. Well, this is the difficulty because Rich is off. But hashtag where's Rich again? But he, he's off now until New Year. And yeah, and I'm somebody else Christmas is off. Well. Yeah, you're you're yeah. off all Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll, have, you'll be. You've got a couple of away games. So I'll I can host. I can host it. I'm here. I'll be you here I by never, yourself. I never have time <laughs> off. I'll just talk to myself. Yeah, <laughs> but we will. We will be back around. We will be back whenever Ash or Rich can be bothered to <laughs> to put in a shift. I'll blame Rich because he's not here. Meanwhile, you can follow all the stuff on the website because some of us will actually be working and writing things. Yeah. And I think it's worth saying at this stage, a very Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for Thanks listening. Thanks for giving us Thank five you. stars, pinging the bell and all that business and yes. giving us good reviews. Thanks for not we being mean. We appreciate it. And I've had a few people come up to me recently, genuinely one today came up to me and said, love that Talking City podcast from the MEN. So thank you for that. And um, we're glad somebody out there enjoys it. Yes. That's fantastic to hear. Thank you for ending that podcast for us. <laughs> Jeez, man. It's um, going to end vindictively <laughs> with me then and then you saved it. But um, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on Acast and leave a review. 
if you do have any feedback let us know and until then we'll we'll see you in the new year a happy merry new christmas year. Happy and merry year. christmas and a happy new year to all the listeners thank you